What's up? Welcome back to season four of Comic Book Nation, your one-stop spot for all things geek culture, brought to you by comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me today, I got the crew. I got Matthew Aguilar. What up? I got Janelle Wheeler. Hello. And guys, we got a lot to do. This has been a week. We have so much on our plate. I mean, it's good because, I mean, last couple seasons of the show, we've we've been struggling for content, but now it looks like we're getting back to it. Summer is officially here, y'all. We're getting into it. Summer, big summer movies. Time. Yeah, big. Yeah. I don't know if we can still sing that. <laughs> I do not know if we can still sing that song. But, uh, you didn't put anyone in that video. Uh, that we know of. Oh um, but uh, I don't know if we can still sing that. So uh, easy on all that. But um, we got a lot to talk about today, and uh, we're going to get right to it. We're going to start first and foremost with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This is now out in theaters. After so long of a wait, this big pivotal chapter of the MCU. So we are going to take this in kind of two steps because we realize, you know, what kind of show we got to do. It's always tricky because we got fans who are diehards and they've already been out. Some fans are international. They've already been out. And then we got a bunch of people who are going to be spending the weekend, mm -hmm. you know, going out to theaters and seeing it. So mm -hmm. we're doing this in two steps for everybody. We are all things geek culture. So Janelle hasn't seen the movie. Me and Matt are about to go down and at the very end of the show, we will do a full spoilers breakdown of Doctor Strange 2. For now, we're just going to go around and give you guys some quick non-spoiler impressions just to let you guys know where we sit with the movie and kind of what we think. Um, I saw it. I think that Doctor Strange 2 is, you know, pretty much one of the most kind of creator driven Marvel movies I've ever seen. Sam Raimi directed this, the director of Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2, Evil Dead, Drag Me to Hell. We all know Sam Raimi and a bunch of other stuff when mm -hmm. I was looking it up. You don't remember that Sam Raimi directed like yeah. more subdued projects. But anyway, <laughs> Sam Raimi is an auteur in the truest sense. He makes Sam Raimi movies like what's the, what's the crocodile, the alligator one? What's that one? Which, what? Didn't really do an alligator one or something? Uh, that was really good. I can't remember I the can't title. Remember. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, you're throwing me off. You, I was you look, that up. Was really you look that up. Look up what's I'll look it up. Here, I'll do, I'll think, do uh, it. Here but anyway, <laughs> back to what I was saying. Um, so this is very much a Sam Raimi movie. And if you know Sam Raimi movies, they're funny, they're gross, they're weird, they're kind of terrifying, they're all of the above. What was it? Crawl. Crawl. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, one. yeah. Did he produce that one? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was Alexandria Ja, if you want to get real technical. <laughs> but anyway, so this is a Raimi movie very much. Um, people have been saying that, like Marvel let Sam Raimi make a Sam Raimi movie and they weren't lying. Like it's it's actually surprising. And I'm sure if Jim Viscardi ever gets out of jail, he'll tell you like it's surprising <laughs> that Marvel let Raimi have this much control yeah. over, over it. Obviously not all the story control and we're going to get into that, but... Mm -hmm. The way that he makes this a very much a Sam Raimi movie and some of the choices and some of the scenes and the beats are just so unexpected for a Marvel movie. And that's fun. Yeah. It's, it's fun to get back in the Sam Raimi movie. So that's the good part. Um, the bad part, I'd say, is that this script is a kind of a mess. Marvel trying to get through just what this movie is trying to do with the multiverse, yeah. set up all this other stuff that we'll talk about in spoilers and, you know, do the obligatory Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. I don't think since phase one, we've seen a, a point where a director's creative vision and the larger Marvel cinematic universe obligations kind of clash with mm. each other. Mm. And this doesn't pull apart because everybody's learned to play nicely, compromise, you know, yeah. work stuff out since phase one. Kevin Feige's, you know, we were just talking about how he's an expert at that. 
And so it, it holds together, but it's just like barely, you can feel it. It's just like this. And in the larger sense, the after No Way Home and this and Loki and even WandaVision, it's just like, I don't feel like there's a great handle on this whole multiverse saga we're in. Yeah. Okay. Not quite yet. And wow. I thought this would be the film to kind of reaffirm all that. And it yeah. does quite the opposite. It's just like, I don't know if we know what we're doing with all of this. So there's oh, that wow. concern. Um, but so it's kind of a mixed bag, but the experience of watching the movie, like I would think I'm gonna sit down and watch this movie more so than a lot of other Marvel movies, simply because of the character, the identity that it has as a Marvel movie. And man, I can't believe I waited this long to say, Elizabeth Olsen is like the goat of Marvel oh my actors. Gosh. It's like, yes. it's such a hard run this week to be like Oscar Isaac, Elizabeth Olsen, Oscar yeah. Isaac, Elizabeth Olsen, like who's the true goat in this franchise? But um. For, there's nothing wrong with her in this movie. Oh my God, uh, I have goosebumps. She, I'm so excited. She kills it. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, what did you think? She's great. Uh, well, here's the th I'm curious because coming out of this, I this does a lot of ways feel like a Wanda movie. More, more so. And I'm not saying that bad way because she's amazing. <laughs> she's amazing. That's but what like, I'm afraid of. but you know, it's, I don't know. I think they're, I think they're neck and neck and I can totally see how someone comes out of this and goes, well, that was more Wanda's movie. Cause yes, strange has an, has an arc obviously, but like Wanda's stuff, it's just the, that's like the meat and potatoes of this thing. Like, yeah. That's what holds it all together. TV show. <laughs> that's what, I mean, yeah. So I, I am, some were worried that we're going in of like, hey, is this gonna be too much Wanda? Plus, I mean, you splice in everything else that's going on, right? And mm -hmm. we're not getting into spoilers, but like all the other characters and concepts that get introduced in this movie, I can understand someone coming out of it and going like, well, that didn't feel like a Doctor Strange. Oh no, that's gonna be me. Like not that it's not <laughs> Doctor Strange movie, but that he is not the sole kind of shining light from this. Gotcha. Um, I also, I like the movie. My biggest concern that we talked about this way back when Derrickson was not part of this and it was going to be Raimi. I'm kind of mixed on Raimi. Like, I really like some Raimi stuff and other stuff just doesn't click with me. Like, as like I mentioned, I love Crawl. I love other stuff. I love some of the Evil Dead stuff. I like the Spider-Man movies, but there are choices in those Spider-Man movies that I'm like, eh, like they don't, they don't age so well. So I was kind of mixed in the Raimi stuff. It was cool for... Like, I didn't expect it. That was awesome. Seeing Marvel do some different things. At the same time, it's like, I still go back to like, oh, what if it, what if we had gotten that sequel that I was really hoping for after that first one and really got him to lean into that stuff? I don't know. Yeah. I kind of come away. I enjoyed it. I also will get into America Chavez stuff because I don't, you know, necessarily feel like, I feel like if, if a character kind of got, <laughs> kind of got the shaft as far as time and development, it was kind of her. But overall, I really enjoyed it. I'm just saying, like, I agree with Kofi as far as I thought this would be something that brought together this, hey, we have a singular vision for what the multiverse, what MCU's multiverse is going to be and what we want to do with it. Mm -hmm. And this movie just opens up a ton of possibilities. Yeah. It doesn't really narrow that thing of like, hey, here's our goal. No, it kind of kicked the ball down. Yeah, it's just like, Way hey, down the road. here we go. Or the direction we can, we'll talk about that. We know there's a lot of little signifiers yeah, that yeah. if you're a Marvel comics fan, you know where this is headed. But yeah, they kind of kicked the can down the road. Um, but it's really good. I don't want that to come across yeah. as like negative. It's I really enjoyed it. It's weird because I saw the first 22 minutes and I felt really rewarded. Like I felt like, okay, this is a strange story. Right. 
Like I liked America Chavez, like yeah. jumping in. So I'm really curious now. Yeah, I mean, about it's hard to it elaborate, goes. but you have to. Yeah. There's when a lot the in the thing. movie that you have to kind of see in the plot line, Got so you. to speak. And, and then I think this movie just bit off more than it could chew because what it asks is three primary characters to, to have like complete yeah. arcs America, Wanda, and Strange. And there's not nearly enough space and time. I mean, I didn't need America to, in this movie. <laughs> to do all of that. Yeah. Um, but I think they did a good job of making you at least like America Chavez a lot as a character um, for later stuff. Yeah. And then I think the other stuff will debate. <laughs> do but, you think um, she should have had her own show? No. She should have been introduced. Okay. Well, it's hard to get into that without spoiling. Yeah. But okay. what I will say, we'll she it. should have been introduced here. I'm totally cool with them introducing her. Right. What I'm not maybe so great on is like, give just some hints and then make her a clear side character of like, hey, we're just gonna soft introduce. And then what? They they tried to kind of go into other stuff and then it ends up feeling shortchanged because okay. they went they tried yeah. to go too deep. But it's me. also kind of tricky because the way they're using her in the MCU is like- I agree. How do you, where would you put her in? Like in a thing of she's like hopping through realities and all I, that yeah. stuff and it's like, it gets, Really, I agree, but then maybe that. maybe they don't introduce her here. But, I mean, but I don't yeah. think I don't think there was a good answer, and I don't think I think this was the only place, and I think this is the only time after some of the critical reactions where you could get into this whole somebody hopping through universes <laughs> in a multiverse yeah. story. I mean, they could introduce her in Loki season two. I mean, oh, that's there, there's not there's that's that true. whole show deals with that, and you got way more time to yeah. jump into someone's really origin story. Really good point. I know, uh, but I just think if the way they're using her, like I think as the MacGuffin of- But I don't movie, like that. That's my point. It's like I, that short changes the character. It's not just a convenient power set. It's the fact that this character is really cool. So I want people to understand that instead of going, oh, hey, she makes Star Portal. <laughs> Fair enough, but we'll see. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, we're not gonna get into spoilers, but this won't be the last time we see America Chavez. So we'll debate more in spoilers at the end. So for everybody who has seen Doctor Strange, stick around for our very last segment of the show where we'll, we will get into kind of the more contentious, full spoiler uh, arguments and such that you love. All right, moving right along, let's get through some news real quick. Uh, this week we had uh, Star Wars Day. Obviously, if you see the shirt, if you're watching this, I'm repping both Street yes. Fighter and Star Wars Day. That's so sick, Yeah, dude. get your geek game up. That anyway, is amazing. So we got the new trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi's series, the full trailer finally, and uh, pretty exciting trailer. I think it did a good job of kind of giving us the larger kind of thematic character arc for this about Obi-Wan just trying to watch over Luke and deal with like, you know, what has all happened to the universe and deal with these Inquisitors now coming and tracking him down um, and him having to get roped into this kind of quest that'll bring him back to face Vader again. And we got the teases of Vader at the end. We had some great stuff with uh, Joel Edgerton coming in as Uncle Owen and doing this whole, you know, kind of snippy, oh, you're gonna train him, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. he trains like dad, he trained his dad, you know, on. like, you know, getting out of so Harsh. it's good to see Uncle Owen get some more. Um, so this is, I mean, it looks like Deborah Chow has nailed this. There's a lot that just looks like this is gonna be exactly what we want from an Obi-Wan series, yeah. which is kind of, like I said, the contemplative, you know, samurai and exile type deal and him having to take this kind of exciting mission. Uh, the Inquisitors, the Empire stuff looks pretty cool. I forget her name, but uh, playing this female Inquisitor, she looks uh, pretty badass and- Oh yeah. Yeah, and like I said, Vader teases and all that stuff. We also get Forlom. Like Forlom and Zuckus, if you guys have been following our Star Wars comic talk on this podcast, and you read War of the Bounty Hunters last year, 
Forlom and Zuckus will be our kind of next comic <laughs> characters that get an adaptation. I'm excited to see who else shows up. This is a comic person's dream yeah. right now. Just oh yeah, we've had shows. Jedi Fallen Order teases. Yeah. We mean Cal so Kestis. Me like, yeah, we, I mean, it could be yeah. going down in Obi-Wan. So <clears throat> that's going to be fun. But uh, I think that's it. I mean, oh, you guys it just, have anything? It looks so good. My standout moment in this trailer is the Darth Vader uh, just kind of like showing how painful it all is like the construction of what happened to him and like oh, yeah. rebuilding of him. Those needles that go into his chest oh, to make yeah. him able to breathe. Like no wonder he's so grumpy and angry and like terrible feeling. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that was like, it gave me goosebumps. And honestly, this looks like a film and it just looks It does stunning. actually have that feel to yeah. it, by the way. Yeah, it's gonna be good. So limited series, Obi-Wan, go on comicbook.com, Star Wars. We have the trailer. We have breakdowns of everything that you should check out and notice in the trailer and all that good stuff. Uh, moving right along to Game of Thrones. We are back and we got a trailer for House of the Dragon. Yes. Which is the prequel series that uh, examines the Targaryen dynasty in its heyday. And uh, I mean, the real thing about this is, you know, we were talking about, you know, poor things that have happened to Matt Smith lately. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, Morbius of it all. But uh, he gets a star in a Game of Thrones series Dude. and it looks like he'll be doing his thing. I don't know, he's doing pretty well for himself. I he's doing his. okay for himself. Yeah. <laughs> I love him so much. This is a Doctor Strange, or sorry, Doctor Who, like fangirl over here who, he's my second favorite Doctor and he has been so brilliant in everything. Yeah, he's gotten he's short stick I mean, wasn't he great out? in Genesis too? Like he's always he's kind of the standout so in everything. Good. Yeah, and he gets, he keeps getting shafted in yeah. things, man. And I just want to shout out to my Bleach crew. <laughs> with oh, yeah. all of the You look like a Targaryen. Janelle Wheeler, if you were not watching watching this uh, keeps that uh, platinum look that looks like she could be a Targaryen. So. I am. I am a Targaryen. Yeah. All you gotta do is get yourself that a dragon your own business. Sure. Yeah. Any fan artist out there, let's get a Janelle riding a dragon fan art, you know, Targaryen style. Dude, I love Kofi. <laughs> yes. Yeah, We're best do. friends. Yeah, please do. Flaming sword that. and all. all yes. Right. So that's House of Dragon. Nothing much to talk about. I mean, it looks like, guys, don't expect this to be like all out dragon action. It looks like a talkie. It's gonna be a talkie. It's Game yes. of Thrones, but it it's gonna be all these amazing actors. I mean, the Targaryen stuff. And, you know, if you've been following Game of Thrones, I want to see that. Yeah, so. absolutely. See you soon, HBO Max. All right, over on the Marvel side again, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 updates. You know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is filming currently. It's uh, coming down to the end of filming, I believe. And uh, as such, we've gotten some juicy set photos that have kind of really, you know, set Marvel fans buzzing and getting their imaginations going. First, we got some looks at some costumes that we're going to be getting in Guardians of the Galaxy they Volume 3 so that Matt's good. very they excited look so about. They look yeah. so Matt, good. bring that comic knowledge, fill people in. Oh, what man, is no, this is the uh, Abnett and Lanning costume. So during that run that pretty much kind of put the Guardians on the map in the comics as far as like, oh, my God, these, yeah. these, this crew is great. No more of that 70s to kind of, retro yeah, stuff. Started to build it up. <laughs> these were the suits. And they've gotten close sometimes with like certain designs they always kind of throw homages in there but these i mean are straight up like them and i'm so i'm so excited especially because like we have like nebula in one and it's just so great because so you might think oh they'll only do it for star lord uh but i'm i'm very excited for this uh this yeah if if we can get even okay this would be amazing if we could just get an intro that is kind of like those old comics which was always one of the things is they would always do like these uh, kind of real world style things oh, where wow. they would talk to the where Camera? they would talk to the reader oh my god and they would like talk about their other teammates right and there were all these panels 
If we could get those suits with that kind of style from those, I would just, wow. it would be amazing. I would love that. James that Gunn, cool. he's interesting. He's been saying some stuff that's making me nervous. He's like, it's going to be dark. It's going to be yeah, something people are gonna we've die. never this seen This before. is the end of Guardians. People are going to die. But do you think it will still be cheeky and like fun oh, yeah. the yeah. way that it normally James is? James Gunn is it like Sam Raimi. He does all that stuff. But yeah, yeah. it's going to break your heart. You're going to oh watch a raccoon. Yeah, maybe Darkhawk. Oh, he was supposed to be in two. He yeah. said he tried to get him in two. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he so. He did. James uh, said but it. if you're just listening to this and you don't have any idea what we're talking about, uh, these suits are blue and they have these red trimmings. They were from Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning's uh, run on Guardians, which came in 2008. And that's the run. The Guardians have been this retro kind of yeah. team of space things. There was all this space cosmic craziness. But they made the modern team. Star-Lord, Rocket, Drax, more like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Adam Warlock and, you know, Annihilation and all the larger stuff that we basically now know to be Guardians. These yeah. guys launched it. And when they did it, the Guardians had these blue kind of uniforms that are like the red Ravager uniforms they were wearing in the first one, except blue with red trimmings. Yeah. They're very iconic. Everybody's excited. Uh, so that's the first thing from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, the bigger thing is we might have learned something about the villain of this film. And uh, basically that it could be the high evolutionary which is uh, interesting for several reasons that we'll talk about maybe later, um, tying into certain things. But um, yeah, the high evolutionary is seemingly going to be the villain of this. And we know because people, outlets got sent photos of oh. set decoration. And one of them is a graffiti painting of a character who in kind of alien language, but it's a face that looks exactly like the High Evolutionary. And it's Chikwudi uh, Wuji's oh, from Peacemaker. Uh, oh! Yeah. Everybody, he's been in. He's yeah. Yeah. No, no, he's been in this and nobody knew. James Gunn would never say who he's playing. And so James oh, Gunn would be really coy like, that's awesome. about who he's playing. But the art looks like High Evolutionary by way of his facial design. Okay. So, you know, his... That's exciting. So, yeah. So we love like, our nerd sleuths. Yeah, this is why Rock is probably going to die, though. No. So, you know, guys, everybody get your heart ready for that. All right. So, check wow. that out. Comicbook.com, Marvel. Check Dark. out the set photos and all that stuff for yourself. Um, yeah, it looks like we're getting high evolutionary. Adam Warlock and Guardians, the retro awesome outfits from Abbott and Lanning. So, good stuff happening. I'm so hyped there. on this one. All right, guys. <laughs> we got to talk about Moon Knight. Okay. Moon Knight. Do Did Moon Knight's Moon finale Knight. deliver for you guys in a word? Yes. Okay. In a word. <laughs> kind of. And for me, pretty much. All right. Okay. There we go. Those are two words we both use, but uh, yeah. we got to work on our English. I thought we had to go with yes or no. I didn't know there were other options. I thought we had to say We just broke the rules. This is that kind of podcast. We just broke the rules. I was like, oh, I would offer All right. So uh, we're going to talk full spoilers for Moon Knight's finale. If you haven't seen it yet, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't I mean, like, what are you doing? Um, yeah, so we got Moon Knight, and we were sitting here last week thinking, like, can this show pull it together and wrap it all up? Because we started off in a very, like, literal kind of infigurative deep hole of, like, yeah. Mark Spector dead, he's in the underworld, Steven's dead, Mark's dead, their physical body's dead, Harold's taking him, you know, unleashing Ahmet and claiming souls, and, you know, what are we going to do? Conchu's locked up. Well, we got this episode, and then within 40 minutes, like I said, they did a Pretty yeah. much a good mm -hmm. job of wrapping everything up mm -hmm. in, in ways that didn't feel too cheesy and actually were entertaining, right? Yeah. Mark and Steven kind of finally, you know, sharing that hard and, that yeah. and, ding and bringing Steven back, you that know, gave you little cool. feels. 
Um, you know, Layla got to level up as the yeah. uh, Crimson Scarab. And Amazing. Yeah, she just awesome. crapped all over Amazing. the Rock's uh, Black Adam movie by being like, you want wings? <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah. We had, actually true. we had a kind of a surprisingly the best well-done CGI fight. I mean, that was really yeah. well done. Between Moon Knight and Ethan yes. Hawke, that, that shot of him kneeing him in the face above the moon is going to be iconic. Well, I was uh -huh. even saying yeah. just the big Conchu fight. Oh, no, I was getting that, to that. Yeah. And we got like straight out of Age of Kanchu, we got like big kaiju, invisible god. Yeah, that was and it looked good. It, it looked great. Yeah. So cool. Mm -hmm. um, you can tell Ahmed, where the whole budget went. Yeah, right. They, they saved the budget. budget like, okay, we got to make yeah. a hippo happen, <laughs> and we got to do the boat, and then we got to like, Layla's we need some space. Yeah, we need some space because we got a big giant like kaiju fight. <laughs> no, that was a movie. I mean, it was. I don't think I've discussed this angle of it, but it was movie like that's mm -hmm. the first Marvel oh, finale yeah. where I felt like it was movie level. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, the kaiju. I mean, just a sequence with changing like the effects for changing between Moon Knight and Mr. Yeah, Knight, like mid fight and Mr. Oh, Knight God. just going full ballistic and, you know, beating people with the batons, like all the action sequences with Layla, like all of it. Very well done. Um, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was pretty entertaining. And uh, I think, I think uh, Ahmet is doing some strange things to people. Uh, they're yeah. a little confused about a sexy crocodile goddess. <laughs> that's all the tweets. So I get it. I get oh, it. Oh my God. Um, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mean, so people like a woman in charge, you know. Yep. And she was taken. She was yeah. a powerful, True. powerful so we, Egyptian uh, lady. So do you? So do you feel like it? Because it. Because it. Did, I think it did a good job. What Kofi said. I think yes. it. It wrapped up somehow everything, and then planted a hook. Oh yeah, let's get to that for well, next that's, season. That, that's my only thing is like, it, are we getting a season two? Oh like, yeah. If we they don't, said no, right? No, they. They've here's okay. Danced around. All right, it. kids. Yeah. Let's go to school. That's my only complaint. Okay, kids, let's go to school. Here's yeah. Hollywood. Right. Now, you're not going to hear this now. They may have already screwed this up. And we've already broken this down on comicbook.com Marvel. But here's the game. What they're doing is this series, I bet you, more than any other, uh, except for probably the closest runner would be WandaVision, mm -hmm. has the chances of getting things like Emmys, right? For okay. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I know. And that's why they classified it as such. Yeah, so yes. they're not saying season two because this is Hollywood awards politics yes. games. But what? is that the only reason? It's the primary. No. I would bet it's the primary. Spanking way. I'm that's just, wild. This is me speculating. This is just me. I'm just talking. But I'm a guy on a podcast just talking. You're an expert. But it's a limited series, mm -hmm. is yeah. what yeah. it is. Yeah. It's a lot easier to win. That's how WandaVision won. It okay. won for, you know, in the limited series category. Yes. Cleaned up. So I think they were trying to repeat that. Now, somebody from Marvel PR dropped the bag because what they did was retweeted this thing. They said, um, catch the series finale tonight, you know, for yeah. the promo for the last episode. Then they went back, took that down, put up another one, said, catch the season finale tonight, you know, of Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a bunch of behind the scenes confusion now because I think they were trying okay. to keep it as series so that it was a yeah. limited series until they got the awards categories. And then you can say, I'm wow. doing season two. Because oh other TV God. shows have done that. Um, what is that? Pretty Little Liars? Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, okay. Pretty Little Liars did that. We got a bunch of awards. Then we're like, I mean, ah, it's smart. we're doing season two. You it's know? smart. If, it that's, smart. if that's yeah. what the reason was. I yeah. just didn't know if that was actually the reason. because I'm just actually, speculating. Yeah. But this seems to be that makes sense. the reason. They're just hesitant to, to use the, any... Yeah kind of concrete terminology. Which I get it, because if it cleans up, until then, yeah. which I, it very well could. Go this, ahead. It, I, I will say this, my internet went out during the end credit scenes. So I didn't know oh. anything oh. and I had to wait like an hour or two to watch it. And I was like, 
Oh my God. If you don't watch the end credit scene, like you're, well, that's you're, the, okay, you so that's, the whole thing. That's my point. Is, <laughs> it's okay. the most important part So the real, everything. the ending, the, yeah. le, the first ending yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. It, it really royally does. sucks. It, it does. doesn't get no, interesting until the tie. credits. And then that's yep. the real well, I, ending. But I think this also hits exactly what I said on this podcast. If you guys rewind and send, look back, what I said was going to happen in this episode is exactly what happened. Which is what I said the I Jake. didn't want to happen. Yeah. And, but I think it also set up a premise for season two. And I wrote this excellent feature on Comedy oh which is breaking down how this sets up uh, an excellent season yeah. two, which is, I think this has to be a season two because what you've done is you've done what you want for a sophomore season of a show. You've reestablished a status quo that's similar to the beginning, but different. Mm -hmm. And so now you would start off season two with Mark Steven, and I call them one thing now, uh, Mark Steven kind of trying to live normal life. Yeah. yeah. Not being able to achieve this, yeah. still struggling with each other kind of on the finer points of what they want to do with their normal life. Seeing Layla kicking butt as a superhero, dealing with all that, and then still blacking out and waking up and being like, what? is going on because oh Jake gosh. is full, yeah. so going great. full Moon Knight probably oh, right. after Bushman, doing all yeah. kinds of crazy stuff. When to he get to came Bushman. out, when they had the, when they had the hat and you saw him go to the thing, I lost my mind. Okay, yeah. I was like, oh my God, Jake. Mm -hmm. And he has the cab, the limo cab, which yeah. I freaking love, right? All so that, awesome. that stuff was- Speaking Spanish. Perfect. Like, yeah. It was so good. And he just looks at him with a completely different, dude. Yeah. He has like Oscar sharp Isaac. eyes, yeah, just, just dead eyes. No, it's three different characters. Just yes. killed this so so well. Incredible. But that was my worry too, because we don't leave this series. Now we have a whole. If they do the season two thing, yeah. which seems very likely, oh yeah, as after that ending, then we have a whole other season. Like I don't know. I I wanted us to be at that point now. I wanted us to be able to explore yeah, like some really interesting stories. Yeah. Now we got a whole other six episodes. Before that happens, because that's going to be the through line. They're going like, to And that's just, to me, yeah. that's just redundant. There's redundancy to that. But I, I came away from this going, it delivered a finale to this, their version of Moon Knight and their vision for Moon Knight. And I thought it was satisfying in what they are trying to do. Yeah, yes. no, I thought it was complete in their story. Yeah, as a fan of the comic and some of the things I want to see, not so much. I kind of came away like, okay, like, oh, why are we redoing this? I do love, though, that if, what if Jake... Is Hunter's move? Uh, I mean, that would be because cool. he is the other fist, right? Wow. And that's how they interpret it in the MCU. That'd be very cool. Like, there's yeah. a lot they can interpret that. I mean, we saw what they did with Stephen and Mark. Yeah, everyone yeah. needs and an avatar, Steven, right? Like, yeah. is yeah, and so that would be very cool. Um, I think why I'm not angry about the redundancy of season two is, you know, there's plenty of TV shows, Lost, Fringe, mm -hmm. things like that, that do this same thing. Like, yeah. We're dealing with reality and the nature of it, and you know it keeps resetting, but it's not this—it's not quite what it's yeah. supposed to be. And I love Friends. Yeah. So I, I'm good with this because I think in season two, like the mystery of them trying to figure out and seeing what Jake is actually doing as Moon Knight or Hunter's Moon or Shadow Moon or whatever Shadow yeah, whatever Knight, it be. whatever it, they make it to be, like is going to be crazy. Those are the best sequences in season one where they wake up and Jake has just annihilated like a bunch yeah. of people and there's blood and like I destruction love everywhere. That. Yeah. That's and then being great. like, what is going on? Is like so much fun. Also, you get to keep the hospital reality, which is what I I kind of bit into as wanting Me to too. see. Is I want to see the three Oscar Isaacs mostly in that when they find out like Jake is, mm -hmm. oh, this is us. There's still something going on. We're still working for Conchu and they have to solve that. The back half of that season means they got to go into that hospital reality and 
have it out open with Jake. Open more doors. <laughs> and I think that'll be so much fun. That will be Steve so and fun. Mark and Jake kind of yes! having it out. I'm That's what you said like you wanted to see. No, I did. I'm, I'm establishing wow. the kind of the ready I, room yes, with all I three want of them, them to be doing that in the real world, though. I don't want that to be this, like, I don't look forward to a whole second season of, oh, hey, they're in the hospital again. Oh, hey, they're like, I want them to explore that stuff in kind of real time. I, I know it's just not, yeah. I, that part just seems like, season 1.5. Oh, it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just not thrilled about that. However, will it be probably fantastic because Oscar Isaac's great. They've assembled a great cast. Layla's evolution is amazing. Oh, There's so, so much here. For what the MCU is positioning this as, I'm excited. I'm just not as excited as I would be if they took different paths. But that's on me. That's not them. That's not their fault. No. Like, I, also <laughs> like, I think they could you know I mean? pad it up. Like, I would like to see Mark and Steven try to open, like, the mission, right? Like, not as Moon Knight, but just trying yeah. to still do good outside of Moon Knight. Yeah. I'd love to see the vampire lady character. Oh, Reese. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah, Reese would be amazing. Hopefully we'll have some vampires established yeah. by then and we can have, like, a vampire. You know, all that fun stuff we're kind of getting the current series. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. But um, I think mostly... I think overall, how would you guys rank this? I think this was my favorite Marvel oh my Disney gosh. Plus finale. Um, oh, finale? finale? Yeah, not season. No. Okay. Honestly, I, I think you're completely correct. Okay. There you go. Yeah. No. I, I, I can't believe I'm saying that, too, because I still, like, as a whole, rank WandaVision before Moon Knight. It was close to What me. If for me, but uh, yeah. I think this edged it out. <laughs> <laughs> I love What yeah. If, okay? I love What If. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, even it. though if it, What If actually had a really good finale, if the whole series had been like the finale, it would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, man, it's it might be or it's tied, I would say. Oh, I'd God. have to really actually, go back oh, and watch all the things. Oh, uh it's between Hawkeye and Loki. I would say Hawkeye. Wow. I loved Hawkeye's finale. I loved Loki, but it was a talkie. I mean, that I, yeah, finale was a talkie. Was. Haw Hawkeye's finale was just like the perfect payoff for so many things. I just love that. But I, for what I will say for the ambition and scale, I will probably give it to Moon Knight. Moon Knight, Moon Knight yeah. was trying to do a hell of a lot more in that time span as opposed to just a big fight or two big fights. And it, and it nailed that. So I'll give it to Moon Knight. All right. Okay, thanks guys, that's Moon Knight, and you can find out all our breakdown of this entire show, the Easter eggs, where it's going possibly next, where Moon Knight could show up next, and a bunch of other great stuff over on comicbook.com Marvel. We are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we have to talk about the latest episode of Halo, we got to break down the new comics of the week because they're kind of all really important ones, and then we are going to talk full spoilers and just some of the general kind of spoilery, spoilery points of <laughs> Doctor Strange 2. And Matt has some wrestling updates for all you wrestling hey. fans. So uh, hey. come on back to your one-stop spot for all this geek culture. Comic Book Nation, we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to Comic Book Nation, your one-stop spot for all things geek culture, brought to you by comicbook.com. If you got a little uh, glimpse of us during the break, we we're trying to do a daily show approach, and yeah. so uh, there, I hope you liked it. Now that we're back, we're going to talk about uh, the latest episode of Halo, which was Halo Episode 7. Um, we've been kind of saying good things about this show because we've all really enjoyed it. I know some other people have been more critical of Halo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, now's my week to join those people. Oh, uh, no. This week of Halo... I found to be kind of a weak episode mm. in the batch. Um, it was a side episode about Bokeem Woodbine's pirate character and uh, the one girl, I think her name's Jinha or something like that mm -hmm. Master Chief saved in the first episode. And I get it, it was a departure story kind of 
setting up these characters for more heroic arcs throughout the series. Right. But uh, it, it was just a, it was a filler episode. Like It was unforgettable. You know, to bring I borrow mean, a term from anime, it, it was a filler episode. Yeah. And like, okay. But it's still good. Yeah, yeah no, the actual I, yeah. I still really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, but it was more like watching to me, okay, so, you know, I spend most of my Thursday on Paramount Plus, the excellent streaming service, which, you know, streams this show. Uh, and I was watching two Star Treks in, you know, two Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which check that out, by the way, and uh, Star Trek Picard finale and Halo. And I, and I oh. felt like for the first time, you, yeah, that's there tough. was like no, yeah, right, no kind of oscillation. Halo is usually like up here, yeah. kind of like more actiony, more intense and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was just like this week, I was like, oh, I'm just watching another Star Trek episode. And like, you know, I watched three Star Trek episodes. And that's kind of how it felt. It's probably because it Master Chief wasn't in it. It, was like, not, it wasn't that. I love Bokeem yeah. Woodbine and right. stuff. And there was a lot of great stuff for those characters, but it was just, it didn't feel as as crucial mm. and cinematic and, you know, as that, except yeah. the explosion at the end. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah, the explosion was yeah. amazing. The fight at the end was awesome. Seeing Bokeem Woodbine, you know, shoot it out, that he was, was good. great. So the payoff was good, but like all the filler stuff with the girl and the See, tribes I, I and all that stuff is the that. weak part of show for me. I, would, I don't know. I liked it. It felt like I was getting like more of an explanation of why should I even like her? Because I didn't really care about her at first. Yeah. And after this episode, I actually got emotional. Like I got a little little like welled up eyes watching her reunite with her dad the dad and stuff, the ancestor it. stuff. Always and dad stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I agree. Yeah. I thought it was really, I don't know. It was refreshing. It was like a different perspective, but I don't mind like character building shows. Like I don't mind those episodes. I'm a walking dead. I was going to say, yeah, girl. walking dead. Oh, yeah, so, used yeah. to the abuse. I'm I got used it. to that. Yeah. <laughs> but I agree. I, I kind of felt she, to me, Kwan Ha needs the most, or is, has been in need of the most yes. development she's a as, a, whiny as a character. <laughs> yeah, like, like she's the one that's like not, you know, I wasn't necessarily like gravitating towards as far as like, understanding. Like. She's mostly kind of yells and yeah. yells at people. So, she has so a chip on her shoulder. It needed some, to me, she needed kind of a little bit of spotlight just to where, okay, I need some time to actually get to really find why I'm rooting for you and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. wood, Woodbine's amazing. Like he's, he's so good. He's so good. He's awesome. That pairing, I think, works for that reason. Because while she's kind of come along slowly, you can always know he's going <laughs> to he's gonna kill it. You always like what he's doing. I liked it, but I do agree. It's not nearly one of the strongest episodes. Mm -hmm. I would probably put it as my, it might be my least favorite episode yeah. just overall. But that's just because all the other ones have been so good. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's kind of how I agree. But I, I agree think, with you. Yeah, and I think ultimately the fight at the end is good. Yeah. And what it does to now firmly establish these two characters as what their convictions are and what they're going to do in this whole bigger war that's going on, I think is necessary, like you said. But uh, check out Halo on the excellent uh, Paramount Plus streaming service where you can also stream Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is out and Comic Book Nation every Sunday morning at 9 Eastern time, streaming on Paramount Plus ET Live. Let's go. All right. So, Matt, comics, what do we got this week? Boo, boo, boo. So, we are going into... Other universes. It's a he theme. Just did blues I know. <laughs> I know. It happens all the time. <laughs> I want so much blues clues. I love it. So, Flashpoint Beyond number one is a very anti-blues clues universe. Very. Uh, it's yes. very dark. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is very. Uh, this is very hard world. This one we read. We actually, if you remember, we talked about Flashpoint Beyond number zero, and that's kind of establishing that this world, Thomas Wayne's world, was supposed to be gone. 
He was okay that it was gone and now it's back and he's trying to essentially figure out why something's happened. And here we get into a lot of the, if you were a fan of the original Flashpoint series, we get into a lot of the actual like political stuff, the back and forth, the Amazon war uh, with the Atlanteans and Aquaman and Wonder Woman. That was actually a big part of the original series and Zero didn't really feature that much at all. This one we get that. I think my favorite stuff though is actually just Thomas Wayne and Oswald with this with a really screwed up scenario because they they took out his his father, which is just really screwed up, but yeah. they're now taking care of him because Thomas Wayne kind of wants to use him as leverage or whatever. He's a little, boy. Yeah. A little boy, right? Yeah. And but then he leaves him with Oswald, and Oswald is not a capable guardian or parent, but they end up like he ends up teaching him to shoot guns. Who's son is he? He's Harvey Dent. Dent. Oh, Harvey so they Dent. so yeah. they they took Dent was taken out, and so now they have him. And it's just this weird Thomas Wayne's morality scale is like all over so the place and what, what he yeah. feels. But I, I really enjoyed this issue just because we dipped so far back into like what the Flashpoint world. We really kind of got to it's see like that the true again. Flashpoint yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I really dug it. What do you guys think? I think um, uh, for what you said, this is the one that's very kind of on the surface, easy to please, because it is a direct sequel to mm -hmm. like the events of Flashpoint, which ended, you know, with a seeming destruction in that universe at a very drastic point yeah. in the war. Like, and so to see, uh-oh, this didn't end and it continued and seeing the fallout of that continuation is just viscerally kind of entertaining to everybody who loved Flashpoint. Yeah. Um, I think you touched on it, but I'll just say my favorite part of this whole thing is Thomas Wayne in his just disaffected. Like yeah. I like- <laughs> He's great. I like the story angle of him knowing that this universe got yeah. destroyed, shouldn't exist. And so, he just keeps walking around the most, what would be in a normal, in a kind of straightforward flashpoint story, these monumental events. And he's just like, I don't give a F. Yeah. Like he's it literally just like matter. walking yeah. through the yeah. scene. Like, I don't care. This like, just happened. doesn't matter. And there's like matter. major deaths and like yeah. he's horrible like, kills. If, and he's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. If, like, if Eeyore were Batman, that is what <laughs> we're talking about. Cause he's literally walking around. This doesn't matter. This doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, this doesn't matter. matter. No, and he's just like, yeah, matter. it doesn't matter. <laughs> we're like, oh my God, this just happened. And he's like, <laughs> but um, yeah, the yeah, funniest thing great. about this was the Oz, the Oswald trying oh to parent God. a kid. And, and this, the funniest scene, you know, especially as a parent now, just like, what do you want to do, kid? I want to, like any babysitter, I want to do you want to do, kid? I want to learn how to shoot a gun. And it's just like this great pregnant pause. And he's just like, what kind? <laughs> just like, yeah, that's penguin. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't shoot the Gosh. roof. Yeah. yeah that's I love thing. you yeah, acting it out. It makes me want to like see it live action. I know, honestly. right? Yeah, like I that's know. great. Yeah, no, that, it's, it's hilarious. So I, I mean, I'm really digging it. Um, the larger stuff again, like with the, with going back with like the time yeah. hunters or watchers, or whatever they're called and all this stuff and tying into this larger multiverse thing is. And then the hyper time, baby. Yeah, yeah. It, it's making my head hurt, but just yeah. the grounded <laughs> flashpoint reality of it all is a whole lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you, I, I yeah. know, did you feel the same way? Yes. I, this was my favorite book of the week. Oh. Um, and it is, it's because of our lead character. Um, and I love, I didn't, I don't think I've read Flashpoint. Mm -mm, like, I don't, I don't so. know everything that happened, but I get it. Like, yeah. I'm following. I know what's happening. He's trying to fix this broken reality. Like, it's all good. I'm very, it's just really curious to see 
uh, like Wonder Woman yeah. acting that way. And I, I'm just, I'm so, I'm loving this different take. I recommend you go these. read it and specifically the Wonder Woman Aquaman like yeah. focused stuff because that was actually like one of the best parts of stories yeah. of it's, Flash. Yeah, Maybe I love what we should make that I'm our seeing. next. Uh, yeah. Yeah, make Flash, that our we next should go back and read that. Trade thing. Yeah. It's going to matter for a lot of things coming up. Yeah, so for I, sure. I would vote for it. But um, all right, I guess I'll take this next yeah. one. Yeah. All right, the next one I took, I get to do a comic book all by myself. <laughs> I did uh, Star Wars Obi-Wan number one. Um, you know, Star Wars and Marvel, they love that synergy in Lucasfilm. So uh, before we get this Obi-Wan series, we got this Obi-Wan comic series that's come out and it's interesting. It's not critical reading by any means. Right. If you think like this is some big reveal that's gonna set up something for the Obi-Wan TV series, I'm not going overboard like I did with Book of Boba Fett. I'm not going nuts. Like okay. uh, I'm gonna keep it scaled down because I realized some of my Star Wars theories were horribly wrong <laughs> for that show. <laughs> I was just looking and I was like, I'm surprised nobody called me out oh on more gosh. of this. <laughs> but this series basically, this um, is set, I think, uh, it's further along. He's, it's 20 years. So mm -hmm. the Obi-Wan series is set 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. This is 20 years, okay? Okay. So Luke's kind of getting closer to being, you know, ready and getting into this whole thing. But um, it is between that Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan, but he's remembering himself as a young man. Okay. And most of this first issue, the thrust of it is his memory of a friend, his only friend when he was a young Padawan and a kid that he had in the temple. And the friend, this girl couldn't, she was searching for her parents or something and she couldn't, and she got wind of this and she couldn't let it go. So mm -hmm. she snuck out of the Jedi temple. Obi-Wan went with her, of course it went bad. And like he had to help save her. They had to beat up some like thugs and get out of there and deal with all this stuff. And, but the crux of it is at the end when, you know, they're together, she tries to kind of get him and say like, you know, I gotta do this. And she knows him and knows he won't. And it's the first time he realizes like, you know, how attached he is to the yeah. Jedi yeah. code and all that. And that he's that person. Yeah. And he's like, and he has to let go of his, you know, only friend and go back to the temple. And Yoda's just waiting there for him. Like, <laughs> yeah, you realize like it's real out here in this Jedi God. stuff now. Yeah. And he's just like, mm. with a broom. Yeah, with yeah. a broom. He's like, yeah, good. Now clean this up. You stuck out. Cute. Like, yeah. And like, yeah. And so it's just kind of building up. And I think this is all necessary because I think more so than we expect, we're going to, you know, if you hated the book of Boba Fett and like the whole kind of him ruminating on his whole life and Who reflecting. Who hated that? A lot of people. Goodness. But um, the flashback, back to flashbacks were a joke. But um, <sighs> I think there's going to be some of this for Obi-Wan and him, the deeper character study is his adherence to the code and ability to stick to this is what is so unique to him. Right. Yeah. Um, and not to falter where so many other Jedi falter and he doesn't, even in the darkest of times, right. yeah, he doesn't falter. So. That's getting into awesome. that side, I think this comic helps you feed into that by giving you, and we've had many, Star Wars has, if you, and I'm not gonna get nailed on this, but they've done expanded lore where you learn more about mm -hmm. like Obi-Wan when he was with Qui-Gon yeah. and other stuff. So, and the animated series kind of hinted at as even a romantic past. And so like, this is just more expansion on that. And it was well done. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing, cause it looks like it's gonna jump around kind of anthology yeah, style. Cause that next issue is yeah, Qui-Gon. Qui yeah. So I'm looking forward to more of this. I like that in the chat. Speaking of Book of Boba Fett, 
watch the behind the scenes of that show that just dropped. It's fantastic, says Damon. Also, in New York, they put up a crazy awesome. Uh, oh, that thing! Oh my God, the awesome. Oh, yeah. thing? oh, the Bill Moore, the one where he like walks out yeah. on the couch. Yeah, oh, uh, the 3D. Gosh. Like, yeah. That's People made jokes. Cool. They were like, Boba Fett just had more screen time on that than he did. Oh, wait, was that Boba oh, Fett? Yeah. Was, oh Boo. my God. Yeah, when he walks out, it's like him looking over uh, yeah. Times Square. Yeah, and then sits down and like, goes back in. Boo. Boo. Anyway. But um, that's uh Star Wars Obi Wan. Check that out if you're a Star Wars fan and you're looking forward to this upcoming series. Uh, and now for our last oh uh, poll winner, baby, Giant Size X Men Thunderbird, yeah. number one. I was I was super hyped about this because this, yeah, this I was, was one of the too. only things that came out of Trial of Magneto that was decent. Yeah, <laughs> true. And until I read this, I didn't realize this affected me by the end. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I didn't realize what this comic is doing until like the very end. Mm -hmm. Which is that Absolutely. I was like, wow, like Thunderbird seriously is like one of the last characters yeah. in our whole reinvention of culture where everybody was woke all the time and we were all perfect all the time where we left like this one ethnic character who just got stereotyped, yep. killed off and has never been brought back. Right. Like mm -hmm. never. Well, revisited, yes, well, except as like a, a undead zombie. zombie. Oh my <laughs> so god! Really. So and so this is like the first time in this kind of new, kind of more culturally conscious era yeah. that we're bringing back Thunderbird. And there is like a whole, like kind of like deep, subtle, like Native American thing being like, no, we're going to take this hero back and like yeah. we're going to do something. Here. Well, and it was that was yeah. the creator. We got to talk to uh, Nyla Rose, who's co-writing this with Steve Orlando, right? Who does Marauders, and. They, that was their whole thing. This character is one of the few characters to also remain dead for a long time, like other than Uncle he Ben, right? It's like, like there's only wow. a couple of people, and he's more known for being dead. And he, I love that line. He actually says it in this issue. Yeah. Uh -huh. He's like, "I'm more known for being dead than I am alive." And wow. also, the person that people see me as was not defined by me even after death. It was what people built me up as, or said I'm a hero, or this and that. And if you go back, and I love that they actually in this issue, go and show a flashback scene of his death. That's a version of it. But essentially, it's what happened. He was he told Xavier to like, just screw off. I, he was always kind of, he didn't like having to kind of answer to Xavier anyway. But he even says it in this book. He's defining a lot of this stuff. Like, I just did it because like, okay, I'm going to take a stab at being a hero. I thought maybe I could be altruistic and maybe that would be good, right? But wow. I didn't get to pick the suit. I had to, they put me in these colors because they thought it would be more approachable from people yeah. and that's a joke and he's he's going to all these things and i even love the letter to um oh my god i'm blanking on his name jumbo to make his costume because he's like here's what i want here's why and it's a really cool note what the colors represent yeah everything. what all yeah. that stuff is i just thought by the end here too look i'm a sucker for family stories i'm a sucker for like mm -hmm, reunions too. okay so when we get to his uh grandmother Oh and gosh. we and we see her and she like their dynamic and then Warpath comes in and he's never met her like he's met her but he's met her so very young and I have grandparents that like I didn't get to meet for a long time kind of because I just wasn't around so like all that stuff like resonated huge I I just thought they did what one shots can do is this kind of thing is like give a launching pad for a character and move them forward and we can do really cool stuff with them I think that's what they did here for Thunderbird and that's Something that, you know, it was kind of is always going to be hedgy if they're going to make it happen. But I think they really did. I mm -hmm. love this. this no, he's, you guys I mean, they brought back a good Native American superhero, which we have so few of. Yeah. And these are some of the like OGs and like Warpath has been a popular character since the 90s. And, you know, Thunderbird never like we said, we never really got with Thunderbird. And he has been this is just the first to die for Xavier. 
is like his whole claim to fame. Like That's crazy. Nothing to do with him, his powers, Native American heritage, just, oh, he was the first dude to die for Xavier, you know? And it's just like, the, I think I liked this book okay up until the last act of mm -hmm. it. And then when it just goes back and it's just him meeting his grandmother yeah. and then when Warpath, like, I mean, I've seen a lot of things this week because mm -hmm. I watched Doctor Strange. <laughs> So I was surprised when I sat up and was like, oh yeah, and murking out because Warpath came out of the portal. And That's I was like, it's Warpath, they're having oh it, they're doing God. it, they're doing it. And like, they have their brother reunion. And the grandmother, who's just awesome. She's amazing. Yeah, she's this amazing. tiny lady with these two huge dudes. And she's just like, yeah, she's like, hey, you boys. And she's just like schooling them, drinking beers. And like, it was great. And it, again, it, it had that touch of just authentic kind of cultural touch to it. And really just kind of made you see this character in a new light and it, and I'm glad to have, you know, Thunder, Thunderbird back. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to see, I would love to see him in Warpath, like go out and just yeah. do stuff. Like, yeah, he, he, they, they've gotten set up for X-Men Red. I think number three is when he'll next pop up. What'd you, what'd you end up thinking? <laughs> so when this got voted on, I was like, why? <laughs> Everything. Why do we keep reading X-Men? I'm like struggling so much. I don't know what I need to do to get the history. I, it is just so dense. But this is my favorite X-Men book I've ever read. Um, and I actually followed the whole thing. I actually understood what was going on. And, you know, politically, socially, it just, it hit a beautiful chord. And, um... Yeah, I was like, I was moved. I was moved by this book. So I, yeah. I, you guys said it beautifully. Like there were really awesome moments throughout the whole book that I was just like, yeah, this is great. Like <laughs> I love this. And Granny is my favorite. Yeah, she's amazing. And uh, and yeah, and now I'm like, I I feel like I have an X-Men character that I want to explore more. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. I will definitely keep reading this, this storyline. I mean, I don't know if there's going to be any more, but. Oh yeah, we oh for sure. They're, they're they didn't do this for nothing. Yeah, they're gonna put them in stuff, and I will make sure to keep those in, in circulation. But that's competent. Good. All right, all right. Oh, God. Uh, Janelle, you're done for the day. Yeah. So can I explain? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, going yeah. to see Doctor Strange for my birthday. Happy birthday, Janelle! It's on Sunday, so I am running away, and I'm so yeah. grateful that they're letting me run away so that I don't spoil this. So Thank if you, you for need everything today, yes, Kyle, get out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and if you guys don't want to get spoilers, now's the time. Yes. Thank we you, are heading into the spoiler. Have a great day. Turn off your mic before you hit the bathroom or anything. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Janelle Wheeler. Ah, oh, it's just me and Matt at this yeah, big desk. Wow, on a Friday. That's <laughs> like classic comic book. Uh, that's a piece of history people don't understand on this show. So. <laughs> that's how me and Matt met. We uh, we got the graveyard that's shift true. on Friday yeah. nights at comic book, uh, and so we had to sit at a desk. And Matt had to deal with me on Friday nights. And he had to deal with my singing. Yeah, so yeah. that's how we met. And that's how we got here. So it's kind of a bit nostalgia. All right. Um, all right, so we're going to be talking about Doctor Strange spoilers. That's why Janelle's running away. Anybody else in the chat who's on the live stream right now, if you have not seen Doctor Strange in the, in the multiverse of madness, this is your time to also drop out, run away, go do something else. Go see the movie, come back and finish up what we had to say here on Comic Book Nation afterwards. We like to preserve this stuff for you guys at all times. All right, that said, one last spoiler alert for Doctor Strange 2. We are going full spoilers. Um, and um, yeah, all right, let's get to it. I don't see these viewer numbers falling fast enough. I don't know if people are listening, but here we go. <laughs> there's warnings, there's warnings. Yeah, yeah, we're good. All right, so. Doctor Strange too. Um, okay, so getting into spoilers, 
Uh, instead of just running through every spoiler, I think yeah. the kind of contentious points we want to touch on. The first thing we want to talk about, uh, you said America Chavez, and that was kind of your thing. I think for people who don't know who America Chavez is, though, this was about as much as they'll be able to handle to kind of get that introduction to that character. Yeah. Um, I think the bigger debate, though, that is already going on and will be going on is Wanda, of course. And yes. What this movie does for Scarlet Witch. Now, you and I have been sitting here and throughout the entire production of Doctor Strange 2, ever since we knew Scarlet Witch was gonna be in mm -hmm. it, ever since we started to get hints, ever since we saw WandaVision and got to the end of that, you and I in particular have been sitting here and saying, we hope Marvel doesn't do what Marvel Comics did to the Scarlet Witch. We hope they learn and see the crowd, you know, the fan reactions nowadays, yeah. And everything, instead of making, you know, Wanda the Eden who ate the apple of the entire yeah. Marvel Garden, that we don't do that. Because that we deserve. It's Elizabeth Olsen. We just went through this WandaVision. This is a much more complex character. She's yeah. much more sympathetic. We should be good, right? <laughs> the biggest thing about Doctor Strange 2, for me, is the hinge. And I think this is the thing that poor Elizabeth Olsen looked like she had to get smashed at this premiere. And I don't think she sat down and watched it at the premiere. Because I think she knows, too. Like, the hinge of having Wanda go from what we saw in WandaVision, that complicated villain mm -hmm. kind of thing she was doing, to just slaughtering entire realities of people, is going to be the biggest point of contention for this movie, yes. always. Is that, was that a villain turn that was well earned? Um, we get the kind of cheesy line, oh, the dark hole. Well, game. I was going to say, yeah. okay, so they have an out. Yeah. Okay, the, she was under control of the dark hole, right? Yeah. You can, the MacGuffin, you can throw in there if you want to do it. However, it doesn't take away, this is a weird thing, because this is my, big, my biggest issue with not just even Scarlet Witch, but like MCU in general, it's consequences, okay? Like yeah. there are none, almost for anybody, unless it's convenient to the plot. So Wanda walked away, <laughs> got to live in her little house somewhere after taking control of an entire city of people and like controlling their lives for a long time because she was grieving. That's screwed up, right? So you never really got that. And that's why in the trailers, I was really excited because they were like talking. She was addressing that. Like, why is this only for me? And it shouldn't be. It should be for everyone. But then we get here and it's like, there's still, there need to be consequences moving forward. Because yes, it was controlling you, but you still did some awful things. Yeah. We gotta, like, there's gotta be repercussions in the MCU. So that's my my biggest thing of like, where do they go from here? Are we gonna get that? And it shouldn't just be for her. I did like that they did some of that with Strange in here. Yeah. He is called on his actions. He is called for doing some of that stuff. That was good. Yeah. And that's one of the more interesting storylines. I think this is a very much, there is a strange storyline here. It's just kind of muted under the other stuff, which is strange having, and it's kind of, and they don't finish it in this movie, which is weird which is that this movie goes to great lengths to show you that eventually Doctor Strange makes these compromising decisions. Mm -hmm. And some of them have, like you said, consequences that destroy entire universes. And they, and I think at first, that's what they were focused on before it got into the Wanda and yeah. the Illuminati of it all and all that, because it is in the beginning of the movie. People, you, you see people in the real world, the first act is all him just going to Christine's wedding yeah. and seeing like the other doctor, Michael Sternberg, who shows up and people just saying, you know, my life is hell since the snap. Are you sure this was like the only way? Yeah. And Doctor Strange being like, I am. And everybody like, well, you're just, and it kind of skeptically being like, well, yeah. I guess you would know. And like, everybody's kind of shading him for all the pain that was caused by this decision, yeah. the one in the billion decision. So 
that's in the beginning and it carries through the film because when they get to the Illuminati, that's their Reed Richards is saying to him, like, you know, we were learning that the biggest threat in any reality is you, Dr. Strange. Yeah. yeah. And so they're setting it up for this. And they do that to kind of show that Steven, and even through the out the beats, at the end, he still has to use the dark hold. He's still corrupted. Yeah. Now he's headed in the dark dimension and all that. And so the threat is still growing. And he could be the villain of the Secret Wars event, the thing that, like, you yeah. know, kicks off Secret Wars and all the stuff he's done in No Way Home. I hope they do come back and say, yeah, you, you learned some lessons, but all the stuff you did already broke down reality. You know, Sylvie yeah. helped and opened the floodgates, but you messed up with some stuff. Yeah. And all these other Doctor Strangers, you always cause incursions. And now, like, it all kind of collapses in on each other. So I think there's a strange story there. I think it got lost in a lot of other stuff. And I think that's the most interesting thing from this movie was what is 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 he the real threat still and is and how much Agreed. of a threat he is wanda i think is yeah i don't mind that they had her i get billy and tommy we saw that at the end of wandavision yeah. her kids motivating her but there's just some real bad lines in this movie the thing where he first comes to her and learns that in this kind of scene we're seeing on the screen where the whole fake lamb world yeah. melts into the real thing she's been doing with the dark hold and she starts acting crazy for the first time saying it's not fair and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, and she's like, he's basically like, you're nuts. He's just like, I'm not nuts. I'm a mother. And like, that's what she keeps yeah. repeating throughout the movie. I was like, I don't know if moms are going to really like this line. Like, <laughs> we might be going backwards with this line. Like, is this like I, female hysteria is the reason for this? Like, you know, I don't know about all that. Yeah. But um, yeah, but it's the brutality of what she does. She just yeah. like melts commertage, like the whole thing. I mean, yeah. just the Illuminati scene that everybody is buzzing about. Like, I mean, she's cutting Peggy someone Carter. in two shreds Reed Richards into spaghetti. By the way. Black the, Bolt okay, thing. The Black yeah. Bolt thing was awesome. Oh, I, I thought awesome. that was great. I thought that was fantastic. Like, was, yeah. yeah, in a horrific way, but I thought that was like, that was one of those things where I'm like, okay, I get it's a Raimi movie, but if you're going to do it, do it. And I thought he did. Oh, like, he okay, did do it. it. Go ahead. Go on. Even the Xavier. Oh, God. The, yeah. Seeing Patrick Stewart die did something to me viscerally. <laughs> I was like, no. Protect that man. Don't die. Die, die on screen, by the yeah. way. Because like we've seen him die before in the X-Men movies. But like it was like kind of like. That oh, was vicious. No, you see, like, yeah, yeah, that was like. Oh, she snapped his neck. Oh, oof. man. Like, yeah. So, I mean, they take Wanda to. I mean, she's more extreme than just about any Marvel villain we've had. Like, uh, I think not since Loki was carving out people's eyes, like with a scepter, like, you know. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But this was was especially brutal. And she was, and then just to have it all kind of the way it works out with America, letting her get what she wants and the kids being like, who are like, what is this? And her being like, oh, I'm not a crazy mom anymore. Sorry, guys, again. Like you talk about redundancies. It's like Westview all over again. Well, Westview wanted to just keep going temporarily insane and then just being like, Oh, I mean, sorry, guys. There's okay, but there's so there's parts of that I understand. Yeah, we're both parents. Yeah, but kids will make you like. No, I if mean, you just, lose a kid, I don't think like. Yeah, I get, I, I, I get that. Yes. Yeah, that part I didn't question. But I, mean, I don't like the like, lines. I'm a mom, but like, yeah, I got right. That. I don't like the, some of the execution, but like I understand the oh, yeah, initial yeah, yeah, yeah. drive, right? And so I can I can suspend like, okay, you know what? I understand you're you're not in your right mind. It's just sometimes just the way this. It's just the way it was kind of weaved in i i don't know where it leaves us yeah i i'm for her and i think the finale drops the ball big time because what you have in the finale is like so you got the whole zombie strange he resurrects defender strange using the dark hole powers and he fights one but he doesn't do anything he loses it's america right. who masters her powers uh they don't use the word mutant but obviously she's kind of a mutant in this 
um, or something like that. And yeah. she masters her powers and she kind of ends it by taking force, you know, controllingly taking Wanda back to 838 and letting the kids see her and, and kind of getting inside her head that way. But like, I feel like, again, the movie's original point would have been to have Strange and Wanda be like, look at us now. I'm a freaking dripping zombie. Yeah. You're going nuts with Ghostbusters monster like Gozer. Like, these are the choices we've made. Like, yeah. and this is bad. And like, this is all. But I love that. So that, yeah. I, I love that. I just don't like how we got there. No, but we didn't, I'm saying we didn't get there. We didn't strong. get there. Yeah, yeah we didn't get didn't, that. They didn't hit that. But I like the idea. I like but the That's concept. what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. If we make these choices, this is how we end yeah. up. And like, if we can't, we, in you, there is no good out of this. Yeah. Like, you're not going to have a good family. You're not going to have kids. You're going to be, it was the same thing from the Supreme Strange from whatever. Yeah. And she comes story. to a realization. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's like, okay. So I get, they're kind of halfway there. I'll say, I'll give them half credit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like the guy halfway there. I also love America's powers used in that way. Cause I think it, it ties amazing it. I think it ties screen. it into the story too. And it's just, Oh, how cool is that? Oh right? yeah. Every yeah. time they did the America, when she used his portals, it looked yeah. amazing. Yeah. Stars and how people got sucked in. It was yeah, scary. It's so like, it was good. It's cool. Um, couple questions. Uh, do you think we're going to get X-Men and fantastic four movies before or after a secret wars event? I mean, because you could do it several ways. I mean, you could start it in a different reality and eventually, I mean, just like Miles Morales, right? Like, start it in Ultimate and then after Secret Wars, when you reformat everything, it's all in one X-Men universe. Because, uh, I mean, and... Uh, well, one, okay, number one, right off the bat, I think we get a Fantastic Four one before we get X-Men. Yeah. I just, I think not Secret, close. Because I think Secret Wars, I mean, Fantastic Four would have to lead into Secret Wars. Yeah, so you're, you, you launch that and then that paves the way. You've got your kind of new big figures in place. Then you move into your event. That makes sense. Plus, they've already primed people with Krasinski, right? Oh, hey, here's, look, that's Mr. Fantastic and whatever. Yeah. Now people are on the train. They're like, oh, we're, we're going to get Fantastic Four. The hype is moving. Let's and do he's that. he's clearly somebody who's studied the multiverse and is yeah. in tune with it. You know? and, and so now you have a, a point to of reference to point to. Like, hey, here's you remember him, right? So for people who aren't as familiar with the Fantastic Four. I so love them to flip and have like the maker be the one who saves. Oh, my God. Like, who okay, builds well, life raft. I love and, the maker. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, is a great yeah, villain. so I think Fantastic Four will come first. I think X Men will come after. Yeah, um, I think, I don't it's, think, I think it's still a minute. Yeah, before we get an uh, X Men. But it was also that we got animated series Professor X in this movie. Yeah, that was awesome. From the, the animated chair. Yeah, oh my the chair, God. The, the yellow outfit. chair. Even when he did a psychic thing to get inside yeah, Wanda's head, like great. it was just like the one from the I show. Thought, I thought, they, I thought they all actually looked great. Yeah, um, I didn't have any issues with Your any girl of that. in the top. Captain uh, Carter was amazing. Captain Carter was oh amazing, and Captain Marvel, uh, Maria Rambo's Captain Marvel. Good for her, by Such, the way. She's nobody talks trash like uh, Shauna Lynch on screen man. in Bond and in this. She looks great. Like, yeah, and we were right. By the way, it was Captain thing. Marvel. Like, well, yeah, it was Captain Marvel. Yeah, it wasn't Superior Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, oh, so we're gonna get to the post credits. Um, yeah, so let's just knock this out, right? Because I want to save time so you can do wrestling. Um, yeah, post-credit scene, which was weird. I'm not gonna. I, I want to know <laughs> who who right. flamed or who filmed it because it, it's such a weird thing. Because the movie ends with Stephen Strange, the status quo. He goes back. He's leaving the sanctum. He's just going for a walk in New York, and all of a sudden he feels his pain, and this third eye pops out of his forehead. It's a gross kind of yeah. Sam Raimi body horror ending, and you're like, oh, this is a major problem. The next scene, the post-credit scene, is Doctor Strange back on the street in New York, walking again, just normally, and no eye, and he's fine. 
Yeah. Until he runs into Clea, who is Charlize Theron, which is awesome. Um, and she's like, yo, problems in Dark Dimension. You down? You scared? And he pops out the third eye and the show's like, oh, now he's kind of yeah. in control of that. So that's a weird transition. Because well, the movie ends with a major problem. The post yeah. like, ah, not a problem anymore. Yeah, that was that one. I didn't understand. I mean, granted, he's done that in the comics. He's had that, right? He's dealt yeah. with stuff like that. But like, it felt random. That that said, Clea is um, super hype. Like, if you're going to end, if you're going to end something like that and lead into the next thing and get Charlize, oh my God. Yeah. And I did see it in the comments. How the heck they kept that? Secret, yeah. Wow, kudos. Because yeah. that no one spotted it filming. No well, one, I mean, lots happened. Pandemic. Yeah. I said everybody should be wary of what Marvel did when the pandemic. Yeah, like that was well they knew what was doing, yeah. what was happening. But that having her open a thing to the dark dimension opens up so many things. Number one, it opens up Dormammu coming back. Mephisto. It does open up Mephisto. <laughs> I'm not going there. No, no, I am not going down the Mephisto rabbit hole until I actually see some evidence of Mephisto. However, it is Dormammu's realm. Yeah. We still have established that like he's still there and in control, right? Clea, there's this big war between them. She's niece. Like, There's so much stuff. Her romantic uh, ties to Strange later on. That's a big thing, right? We even see her in the comics recently, right? Yeah, behind, strange. yeah, exactly. And that's what I want to touch on behind the scenes. Yeah. I feel like just watching the press and everything, I know Benedict Cumberbatch is getting tired of, of doing this. The, yeah. the Marvel rigmarole. Yeah, of doing this. And I'm sure, and he even said, like, I think this one nearly kind of really did put him through the ringer just trying to get this film yeah. in the canon out. I wouldn't be surprised if there's one more, some event possibly, and then we have to do and Death we bring her in as a source. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. She was, I mean, they've done interesting. I mean, Wong. Yeah. You know, you could, I don't know. I also felt that was kind of a little underserved. Like, oh, it's cool that he's in this position. And then we don't really like do much no, with him. But I thought that was, I thought you got the shit. There are too many characters in this. Honestly, there's probably, that's probably it. There's probably too many characters trying to get screen time. That said, him going into the dark dimension, I think is a really interesting where, from where he leaves this movie, it's an interesting place to go next. Because you open up all these things. But as we said before, this doesn't bring a focus to the multiverse and no. to his adventures. This just opens them up more. I mean, now you just bring yeah, the floodgates yeah. open. and Well, I hope we, I mean, after this, I hope we get back to just these character-focused stories. Like, I hope it is something only Doctor Strange can do and it has nothing to do with anything else. I think Doctor okay, Strange so in the Dark too. Dimension. Like, yeah. Just let it be them yeah, too. exactly. Don't. Make a whole thing. And, and I would love it to come full circle and have Doctor Strange not be able to get out of Dormammu this time yeah. with like some trick and this time he actually has to make the yeah. sacrifice. And I mean, and at some point, Clea runs the Dark Dimension yeah. and like she takes over and then like there's this back and forth between her and Dormammu for control. Ooh, I would love to swap that. I would love him to take her place and have to be down there because he's not, because then Cumberbatch could eventually come back. Right. But she and then has she's to, ours, like she's like, she you have time. to fill the role. And if they do it right, you could do that easily because if they fill her out, like, oh my God. If they expand her yeah, character yeah, yeah. in the next yeah. movie, <laughs> they can have her, you know, be the, her whole tragic arc would be never having to be able to get out of here yeah. and be down there. And that would be like, the I think that would be thing. really interesting. Yep. And you yeah, don't close any doors. Marvel loves to do that. Yep. Like not shut the door completely. Nope. Yeah. But yeah, but Cumberbatch gets a break. He's yeah. handling Dark Dimension. Clea comes and, and who would things. turn away from like Charlize as no, the lead like, in that? Just talking trash as a new sorceress supreme. Uh, and props to the suit, by the way, because it's like yeah. got that kind of vintage vibe. So they, and they, I mean, I love that. So the setup moving forward. There were some hiccups along the way. Yeah. I am excited for what comes next. I mean, this was a, a Wanda movie. This so, was a Wanda movie. 
Yeah. To All me. Right. Yeah. And like, you know. I hope she's not dead. I hope Wanda's not yeah. dead. Wonder Gore Mountain. We just got Wonder no, Gore Mountain. There's no way she's dead. No. But uh, again, <laughs> somebody hanging out in Dark Dimension, you're hanging out under Wonder Gore Mountain, you know, you get a, you get a couple years off. But uh, all right, that's Doctor Strange. Yeah. The Multiverse of Madness. We're going to be back uh, next week and we'll address some of the fallout and see where people are falling. What are the big discussion topics? And I'm sure we'll have some to address. And especially since uh, Janelle Wheeler will have seen it too. Yeah. All right. She's going to flip her lid. I can't wait for her. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so good. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, So let's end things out with some uh, WrestleMania backlash, which is this Sunday night. Of course, WWE does one on Mother's Day. (laughs) That's an event on Mother's Day. But you can end your Mother's Day celebrations with some wrestling. Here's the thing. This is a very interesting card because WrestleMania Backlash kind of, it's been a recent thing over the last like two years. And so it's kind of slash a running joke that you get a lot of rematches from WrestleMania or just kind of like one thing is different type of thing. This one has one title match out across the entire card, which is going to be Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. Most people, and including me, expect Ronda to take that and start her run. Because honestly, we were all shocked that she didn't take it at WrestleMania. That was a big, shocking uh, retention by Charlotte Flair. So here, it kind of makes sense for Ronda to start her title run, get somebody else in here. Damon Streams is calling it WrestleMania, the repeat. I mean, look, it's not... It's not far off. Like, there are a lot of things. I mean, if you look across this card, it's not the most action-packed card. Like we say a lot about about a lot of WWE pay-per-views, though, the ones that are kind of in between the big ones, like SummerSlam and WrestleMania and, like, Hell in a Cell. We're going to come away probably going, like, a lot of those matches were really good. Like, it was actually a pretty good event. It's just there's not as much hype going into it because there's just not a lot of risk. There's not a lot of stuff on the line. You're like, Roman is here. Right. And the bloodline is here, but it's a non-title match and it's a trios match with, you know, against Drew McIntyre uh, and RK Bro. There's nothing on the line. Like no one's going to lose it unless they've changed that in a matter of days, which they could. But there's just nothing on the line for this. So, again, that's kind of some of the things that will frustrate fans a little bit if that becomes a trend of like, hey, if it's not in a big arena or if we're not like making this a big focus then we're going to not really have any big title matches. And that just makes it less fun because there's less surprise. And also there's not like a big return out there like Cody. Now we will get Cody versus Seth Rollins too, which is going to be fantastic. And uh, Cody's return to WWE uh, WWE has been handled really well so far. And I think a lot of people were kind of skeptical, but so far, so good. And if another match against Seth Rollins, I'm good again though. There's no title. There's no title on the line. If you go back and watch our excellent interview with Addy Shankar, like a few episodes back, that man called that Cody Rhodes would be the next John Cena of wrestling. Right before WWE got him back. Don't doubt my boy. All right. Is that wrestling? <laughs> uh, almost. So uh, one of the things is who is next for Ronda? Because if she takes the title from Flair, obviously, yes, we will probably get a rematch at some point between them. But then you got to bring in someone new. You got to have someone do that. Sasha Banks would be the number one go to. But she is currently one half of the women's tag team champions with Naomi, which they're amazing. So you're probably not going to take the title off her just to get her into this. So I'm saying Bailey return. I've been hoping for a Bailey return for a minute now. She's evidently healthy. We got Asuka on Raw, which means Bailey's probably going to SmackDown. So if we get her as a big return, maybe here as a call out, and she's calling her shot against Ronda, 
that would go a long way to like helping this event be something like memorable uh, at the end of it. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what's happening in Backlash. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, real quick in mentions, I'm going to just say uh, a couple things in mentions. First, I mentioned it earlier, but seriously, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, fantastic premiere on Paramount+. Plus. It is a mix. If you don't know what it is, it's a prequel series to the original Star Trek series. It's about the Enterprise under the command of Captain Christopher Pike who was played by Anson Mount, who's having a wonderful week because he launched a new Star Trek show and he shows up in Doctor Strange to bring some closure to Black Bolt in the right way. So shout out to Anson, Malt, uh, Anson Mount and having a great week. Um, but it's a mix. So it gives you this kind of mix of new Trek universe, but this very retro throwback Star Trek original series vibe. The first episode's excellent. It's about, you know, a planet that's found out a weapon that could destroy themselves. And they're very much in the, it's a metaphor for where we are as a divided culture these days. And you know, some good Star Trek ideals to remember going forward. So it scratches that classic itch. It's good. Um, also, I'm going to shout out Atlanta. If you're not watching Atlanta season three, wow, it is an excellent. This week's episode had a little, little, little cameo in it. You, I don't think the biggest cameo of the week for me was Doctor Strange. It was Atlanta with a scene with Liam Neeson, which you have to see to believe. So uh, Atlanta is still great. Donald Glover and them are killing it. Uh, Eternal Star, um, Brian Tyree, and Spider-Man Star uh, across the Spider-Verse. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry, good stuff. Um, and that's it. Uh, Matt, you have anything you want to plug? Batman uh, no. Podcast. I, uh, yes, I do want to. I haven't dipped into it yet. Uh, Batman Unburied, I believe. Is we the, can invite everybody. Podcast. But I'm excited to dip into it because, I mean, that cast is amazing. The the What they Audible's been doing with some of their podcast stuff. Uh, Marvel's been doing some good stuff, too. But this one, I'm really excited to jump in. So I'm going to listen to that. Hopefully for next show, we'll be able to, I think the first two episodes are out, I believe on that. Um, also, I am starting the staircase because I can't wait for that. HBO Max offering again, just killing it. I'm so stoked for that. And I don't know why. So I am going to jump into that this weekend. All right. And that'll do it. Those are our recommendations for you guys. Those are our mentions. This is Comic Book Nation, your one-stop spot for all things geek culture. On behalf of comicbook.com, you can find all our work on the site and all of our various channels. If you want to join the podcast, subscribe on Twitter at Comic Book Nation or on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. If you want to keep with the visual portion of the show and look at our glorious looks, we stream live every Friday at noon on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. And if you miss any of those live streams, it's okay. As soon as they're done, we load them up for you so you can just replay the episode right after that. And again, Sunday mornings. 9 Eastern Time, ET Live, streaming on Paramount+. Plus. They have the uh, Comic Book Nation segment. They don't even cut us off. We get comics done and everything. It's yeah, amazing. buddy. So thank you to all you guys helping to support that and uh, keeping us going. This is Comic Book Nation. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Deuces. Or in the multiverse. Oh, Marie.